0: You had the power for about an hour. This town's about to raise town, Power play through, power play Power play now, power Now we're breaking down the screens. the voices. Hello, and welcome to Power Play
1: through we are coming to you live from the Ranger Room at Mammoth King Studios in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. My name is Dan. I'm Freddie. And Freddie and I have been away from the microphones for a month.
0: <laughs> As if, whoa. I mean, it's, it's, it's been, been a, at it's least been, three weeks. Has it been three weeks? Jesus. Yeah. A lot of things happening. For yes. sure. Freddie moved. My Ooh. life's falling apart. But you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to leave the country for two weeks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You told me that, too. You had the bag packed. It was buried in the backyard. You said, if this shit goes up, I'm out. Yes. And and, and you are a man of your word. And Japan, here you come.
1: Yeah. I'm just going to take off for two weeks until shit blows over. <laughs> and, you know. Until they stop looking for you. <laughs> and I'm out.
0: I'm out. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: nice. As as of the time that this is coming out, it is legitimately the last day of my job. They're having some <laughs> weird potluck for me, where everyone's like, "What do you like? What do you like?" And I'm like, "Just bring stuff that you like. It's not for me. It's for you." <laughs> you just so everyone is just bringing the things that they have seen me eat in the office because yeah. I've seen the potluck sign-up sheet. Yeah, like it's cranberry juice rice (laughs) crispy treats uh someone just put a single unwrapped cookie because that's (laughs) like that's what they've seen (laughs) you yeah just like yeah it's all sweets. and like i'm like guys stop putting sweets on there and they're like yeah but you love those sugar cookies with the frosting on top i was like yeah everybody does
0: okay Apparently, are you talking about the Walmart ones? The Loft House cookies, you know? Yeah, some some people hate those. Well, they're fucking idiots. I think so too, man. I think so too. I don't I don't get what the beef is with those because they're they're just it's, fine. Maybe you shouldn't maybe you shouldn't jam them in the back of your refrigerator until they're fucking, you know, hard as a rock. Look, those things barely make it to my home from the car. <laughs> yeah. That's probably it. We got a lot of people that have a lot of self control that aren't fucking chomping on those things on the ride home. Yeah, I mean, like you eat, you've eat been those in cookies now. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. that
1: I, you know that I can't not eat the food that I just bought unless it's raw meat. That's
0: true. That's true. That's why you are such a uh, prolific tender eater. Yeah, tender in any form: chicken, fish, beef. Yeah, mm-hmm. child. Child. Okay, you, you made it. I didn't want to make it for you. We're child so, tender eater. yeah,
1: Tender child. It's been so many weeks since we recorded. I had a great story to tell. One that I told you in a Walmart.
0: Now I can't remember it. You told me the story in a Walmart. Yeah. So we, we were buying
1: tubs for you.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was, yeah. It was very funny, but I don't remember it at all. We were talking about, like, how you could... You were teaching me which one can hold acid. That wasn't what the story was about. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, wait a minute. That's it. You're talking about buying weed. Or buying uh, oil. Oh, yeah. It was the fucking meeting a man in the field story. Yeah. Yes, sir.
1: So... Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I had to go get some uh, some marijuana oil for my father. It's not CBD oil. It's straight up like THC oil. It's made to get him high and made him, make him feel nothing. Because my dad is sick and we just need to get him out of pain. Yeah. So, this day I come home from work. No sooner than 30 seconds after I walk through the door, I'm informed by my family, that I need to go back out and I need to go get this weed oil from my dad. Now, (laughs) we are in the state of Nevada. It is Mm -hmm. legal. I was like, no problem. I thought I was going up the street to a dispensary, going to buy it, going to leave, going to come home,
0: five minutes. Yeah, perfectly, uh, nothing, uh, uh, non-shady, run-of-the-mill marijuana activity in a... (laughs) In a marijuana legal state.
1: Yeah, just a nice legal thing that I was able to do in seconds. Uh, Then I get the rest of the information, which is, we need you to go down to this spot, this address, about 20 miles from the house. It's about 5 p.m. It's rush hour. I don't want to do that. It's going to take me forever to get there. And they're like, and you have to be there at 5. Okay. So it's. Four at this point, and I rush over there. I get there about four thirty. Yeah,
0: you make very good time.
1: I get to the address, and it's an open fucking field. <laughs> it's just there's nothing. Just your own little slice of Victorville. Yeah, when you get when you get to the end of the the freeway, the two hundred and fifteen at Ann Road, you can make a right. Yeah, <laughs> you can make a right. And Uh, to the right is civilization. Pauly D lives about five streets down from the 215 on Ann Road. (laughs) Or you can make a left. And at the left, there's two lights. And at the end of that second light is just the desert, the open (laughs) desert. And I was sent into the open desert. I text my family and I say, hey, what the fuck is this? This is an open field. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, you just got to wait there. A man in a Ford pickup is going to pull behind you, and his name is Gotti. You're going to give him 200 cash <laughs> dollars. Yeah. And he's going to give you this oil. I'm upset. I'm upset because it's not 2004. Right? It It
0: is legal in this state to buy this oil. <laughs> we... <laughs> We yeah uh we are past we are past the point of we are past the point of meeting uh, scrupulous men uh bearing the names of famous gangsters in desert lots for <laughs> for drug paraphernalia or not even for drugs. They say he's going to be there at five. Tell me why I'm not in this why I'm in this
1: field. Until six thirty p m when the man pulls up behind me, I give him two hundred cash dollars. He hands me a
0: brown paper bag and then drives away. Uh, it's funny that's a brown paper bag. What was yeah. it actually what was the container inside it was like it was like a red prescription bottle for a liquid prescription okay, so like one of those big one of those big suckers from they you would most likely associate with a 50s pharmacy.
1: It was bigger than a 20-ounce bottle. Yeah, yeah. And he just handed me a brown sack with this bottle in it, took my 200 cash dollars, and then left. Like, he did not get out of his car, he pulled up next to me in this field, rolled down his window, took the money from my hand, threw the bag over to me. It was straight
0: up old school drug deal style. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: for... and Do this you know was, what this? This was the kind of deal, right? Like they, they uh, your, um, your folks didn't want to pay for the uh, price at a dispensary. I imagine, right? Apparently, at the dispensary, this amount was about six hundred dollars. Mm. They were okay. getting it for two hundred. Yeah, saving saving a few bills there. Yeah. I, it's
1: understandable
0: but terribly upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> this is a really good story though. I love that his name was Gotti. Yes. Yeah. Jesus. That was that was the only name they gave him. Mm-hmm. And how did how like how was this uh how did your folks come in contact? how did your dad come in contact with this guy? Apparently my dad knows
1: him from work. And with my father's work, he knows a lot of uh, scrupulous characters. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, like my sister. Yeah. (laughs) And, and,
0: uh, yeah, that happened. That happened. That's good, man. That's real good. I'm glad that... Does Gotti work with him, or is Gotti just, like... I don't know too much about Gotti. Okay. Maybe that's for the best.
1: Yeah. I know that his name's Gotti, and he drives a Ford pickup. All right, there it is. You want to talk about a bad story? Yeah, Power Rangers Zeo episode twenty-one. <laughs> Brother, can you spare an arrowhead? Which Brother aired.
0: Spare arrowhead.
1: Yeah, that's a real wrestle. Brother, can you spare an arrowhead?
0: Yeah, yeah. I got That's all. I I gotta... That's all I thought was was Loop Cat or, uh, or Oat Pig. Yeah. It just sounds like somebody needs something to blade that
1: night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, Arrowhead could, like, be the gimmick, ter- like, the gimmick name for, like, uh, a cut-off uh, razor blade, like a like a fragment of a razor blade.
1: So that you can gig yourself. Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> this originally aired September 9th, 1996,
1: written by Mart Litton, directed by Terrence H. Winkless. This episode picks up where our last episode left off, and Mondo and Tommy are... Standing there, and guess what Mondo double crossed him because he said he would release his brother if he got the arrowhead, and Tommy went, <laughs> well, I am Mr. Easyway, so here's the arrowhead, yeah, oh,
0: fuck me, ah, oh, fuck me, yeah, yeah, Mondo. <laughs> Mondo takes the arrowhead, proceeds to kick the shit out of Tommy, and says, Yeah, now that I got it, fuck you.' <laughs> fuck you and your brother. <laughs> yeah. I ain't releasing him. In fact, I'm killing him. Later, he he pieces out. Tommy does the most. I believe I've talked about Joey on yeah. the on the podcast before, little bitch Joey. Uh Yes, you have. He does the most Joey fucking thing I've ever seen, which is he does this he runs up to the spot where Mondo just was before he teleported, and he does this dramatic punch to the ground like he's – like he's – you know what? Like he's doing the Roman Reigns, you know? <laughs> he, like he's doing the punch in the ground, and his fist glows red, and he's like, oh, how could I let him down? I just – I don't know. I'm not for it. I'm not for this uh, – I'm not for the dramatics here of Mr. Oliver –
1: Everything is wrestling.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: well, Tommy does what he needs to do and he calls Daddy, Billy. And Bill and William says, Why'd you give him the arrowhead? Hey, we got we found your brother. Some real weird shit
0: is happening in that cave. Yeah. <laughs> um Tommy checks in on the transceiver or whatever it's called. It's a device that'll make him be able to use the Zeo Red Battlezord or Red yeah. Zeo Battlezord. It's the and thing
1: that makes the mental link not work since Tommy's not mentally strong enough.
0: Yeah, yeah. it, it, it cuts it so Tommy's dumb thoughts won't interfere and send it into a, into a punching fit. So there, that's what the device, that's what the goal of the device is. And Billy's working on this device. As it pans over, how's that transceiver coming, Billy? And Billy's just kind of like, he looks like he's pressure washing something. Yeah. But but he has some kind of like Billy device in his hand. He looks like he's pressure washing like something or maybe like sandblasting a wall or something like that. Because he's just two-handing this thing over this transceiver that is sparking. Like horribly, <laughs> like it just fly like sparks are flying all off this thing. He's off, not going good. <laughs> so, uh, but the, yeah, then they, Tom, they Tommy is told about
1: Mace Face and that he needs to go in and help the Rangers, right? Yeah, and Tommy goes, I, I can't choose the Rangers over my brother. I can't really do anything. And Zordon cuts in. He's like, Hey, David is in a cave, and we can't get to him. There's nothing we can do. Yeah. Go fight Maceface. Go be the leader.
0: Yeah. So Yes he, he has to kinda of like he has to kinda of pull him in by the shirt jacket, you know? Like just, just like he has he has to pull him in by by the by his collar for a second, if Zoran had hands. Yes. And and, and tell him what you're doing right now is being very unreasonable because no one can get to your brother. You can't get to your brother. There's nothing that's going to change. Hey, man, (laughs) you're the fucking leader, but your buddies, you know, the team you lead over is in serious shit and you need to get out there with the Red Zeo Battlezord.
1: And we do see the Rangers getting their shit pushed in and the Red Zord does come into battle and they initiate the Zeo Mega Zord pretty much immediately. And... That motherfucker can't move, so they just do their one move that they have, and they kill Baseface.
0: Yeah, I do like that. Tommy's like, "Oh, I just got to keep my thoughts clear." Like, okay, I'll try, and then he goes, yeah. "Like, yes, it's it's such a okay." I, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to. Already get the Tommy. You know, no. Let, let me tell
1: you. Like in the last episode, we talked a lot about. That that's the magic of the story of Tommy, but this episode is incredibly infuriating. Yeah, this because, it... like his chosen family, mm-hmm. is dying, and he's more worried about his living family, who he just met, who threw a fit,
0: who yeah.
1: uh, <laughs> immediately got caught. Yeah.
0: They had the one of the pettiest um, sibling squabbles they could have. Yeah. Result, then... Resulting in David getting captured. Yes. And and Tommy is real upset because, of course he's real upset, because he has to, has to put himself front and center. He yeah. He has to put himself front and center. He has to be, this is all my fault. I gotta do it. Like, I mean, yeah, man, like, you should have just apologized to your brother, but your brother also could not storm off like an eight-year-old. Like, I mean both of y'all, you know, played a part in this. You don't got to be so so um full on attention grabbing all that. That's just what like he what what Tommy reeks of and it's really really irritating that he would even at the like after Zornon's like, "Hey, leader, you know, Red Z05, go yeah. save your fucking team." He still has to get one little comment in again like a petulant child saying like well, I just got to keep my thoughts clear, I guess. And goes. Like, just, yeah. he's, uh I don't know. <laughs> just perhaps me wrong. But yeah, they form what? the Super Zeo Battle Zord, or Super Zeo, Super Zeo Megazord? It's the Zeo Mega Battle Zord. Zeo Mega Battle Zord, whatever. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Which is just standing back to back, the Red, uh, red Zeo Battle Zord getting a, his legs extending, his arms folding over his back and onto the shoulders of the Zeo Megazord and becoming like these two cannons and this like battle armor helmet like comes over the Megazord's head. And like you said, they can't fucking move. They're just now a artillery battery. And yeah. they light up Maceface, who's, even in ball form, just explodes. Just cannot fucking take it. That's the end of the battle. The Machine
1: Empire is completely okay with this because... They have the arrowhead, and they've, in seconds, they've gotten more information out of this than the Power Rangers did in the previous three episodes. (laughs) They realize it's a part of a magic stone that can control
0: ancient monsters. Monsters. Mm -hmm. I like this because it makes me think, like, this is tied to, like, I guess it (laughs) it gets my Dark Matrix love going. I don't know if I've talked about my Dark Matrix love, but I have a strong love for the Dark Matrix in the Matrix. I don't even know what
1: the Dark Matrix is.
0: Okay, so all right, uh, just a quick, quick. Uh, all right, you know the twins and Matrix Reloaded, right? Yes. They're from the Dark Matrix. That's from a previous Matrix because a Matrix resets like every certain amount of years, like yeah, every and
1: then every time a new one yeah. shows up because that's when it's about to break.
0: Yeah, yeah. So the dark matrix, which was a matrix before the current one, was basically like a matrix filled with fucking monsters. Like everyone in that program, like all the AI and shit were just fucking monsters. Hmm. And uh I don't know like uh maybe you can think of it like as before God created light or something like that. Maybe there's some kind of bi- biblical like connection to it or whatever. But anyway, the dark matrix was just filled with monsters. The, all the AI, all the programs in there were fucking monsters, more or less. Were would be perceived as monsters. Probably in the dark matrix, you know, it's commonplace, right? So is it really a monster? But um, the twins are from that, hmm. and werewolves are from that. Vampires are from that. All these cryptos are like from that. Are from the dark matrix. They are. They are. They are holdover AIs from the dark matrix, and that's super fucking intriguing to me, you know. Like I want like a full movie on that. But anyhow, so when I see like the the the, um the arrowhead controls ancient monsters, it makes me think of that. It makes me think of like, oh so this is this isn't just like machine monsters or Zed's monsters or whatever. These are like, you know, the fucking skinwalkers and Wendigos and all that kind of cool shit, you know? They're native beasts. Yeah, it's really fucking cool to me. It's really ancient, ancient monster mythology stuff. That's like that's not Western or not uh uh uh, uh what's the fucking term I'm thinking of? No. Not <laughs> not American Western culture or not a, uh, what am I thinking of? Not not the Universal Monsters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, much love to them. Not the colonial Western culture. You know what I mean? Native American, like you said, or, or, um, yeah, yeah, stuff like that, like, like, uh, Quetzalcoatl from fucking, you know, Aztec lore and stuff like that, you know, that kind of shit is really cool to me. So to think that this arrowhead is just a key to ancient monsters of the world, that's awesome to me. I like that a lot. Well,
1: cutting to some different monsters goldar <laughs> and rito are making a house of cards as the
0: ranger <laughs> alarm goes off yeah and this are two th- two very one th- thank god for rito and goldar you know like because rito as the alarm goes off he's kind of startled and he's the next one to put the card on and so he flubs it up and the whole card tower falls goldar yells at him and rito's like it's not my fault that 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 alarm's blaring Bulk and Skull are directly across from them in some lawn chairs, just sleeping. Yeah, and they get woken up by the whole commotion. And they're like, "You hear that? It's the all clear alarm." The all clear <laughs> <laughs> for well, this sounds this sounds like an air raid. This sounds like what the you know what the kids were like during the the Cold War crisis. You know what the kids were were taught to listen for, so they could get under their desk and get ready to be you know, radioactively fried. Yeah. Um, It seems a little jarring that there's an alarm for the all-clear. It feels like it should be like a voice thing, like a recording or something like that, you know? It does. It does. (laughs) But all of Angel Grove's used to it. They know what the all- Everyone knows! Everyone knows what the all-clear alarm sounds like.
1: Well, Lieutenant Stone comes over, freaking out. Yeah. And he wants the boys a- to come out and get a psych exam. But when he comes over, the monsters are like <laughs> scrambling with Bulk and Skull to hide. Yeah. They end they up mean- hiding the monsters and Bulk and Skull need to go off to see if they're still fit to be officers. <laughs> yeah. Uh David is being accosted by the autochthon.
0: Yeah, first the, the um the cave paintings, the cave paintings, like surrounding him in that the little chamber are like kind of goose bumping around him. You know, like oh, doing yeah, that's the goosebumps weird shit G that Billy was yeah, talking about yeah, yeah, earlier. Yeah. yeah, they're doing the goosebumps G, which is just float around. You know, look eerie. You know, kind of wavy. Dun, dun, dun. Goosebumps. Yeah. And then finally our monster appears and he's just like like you know, like in front of him which which startles david t- tremendously but yeah the At- atok atok akthokthan a ancient evil
1: yeah and tommy goes to see sam trueheart and <laughs> sam tells tommy that the arrowhead contains the ancient spirits of evil and you know if david
0: could come home that'd be real cool <laughs> Rocky had a good line there. He's all, the what-a-thon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well,
1: the monster, so, monster in the cave is trying to attack David, but Mondo wants him. He sees him, and he's like, let's get him out of here. And he goes to teleport yeah. him, and David grabs on, which means he rescued himself.
0: Yeah, the only thing that is keeping the monster from tearing David to shreds, apparently, is the force field that is keeping David there. Yeah. So the monster, even though he's, like, he has been awoken, and he's right there in the vicinity of David, he can't get to him because of King Mondo's force field. And when he is teleported, like you said, it's like, it seems to me that David, like, jumped at him, you know? It, yeah. it, going at the footage, it looks like David did that.
1: So at this but, point, um, the Rangers go into action. And um,
0: Tommy goes to talk to his native daddy. No, that already happened. Is that already happened? I swore that's happening right now. Or... No,
1: Tommy goes to see Sam Trueheart, and Trueheart tells him that David needs to come home. Mm-hmm. Then the monster oh, yeah, oh, you, is yeah, teleported you out.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. You covered that. My bad.
1: They end up rescuing David, and Tommy commits a Ranger crime. And he reveals his identity to his brother
0: right um that's well, I mean I mean it is a ranger crime yes yeah. there's there's a little cursory fight that isn't you know isn't anything special it's cool you know it's a cool little fight but like the main the main yeah I mean that, like it all kind of moves
1: uh, a little bit faster from here on yeah we yeah, see Tommy... the boys kind of screwing up their psych exam yeah Tommy did you bring, did the... he... <laughs> go ahead did you get the title of that book, by the way? Uh, so you think you're crazy or something like that?
0: No, no, it's it's really good. It it says, uh, so like, yeah, he's doing the uh, the Rorschach test more or less with them, yeah. holding out like pictures for them to look at and see, like, you know, wh- what is this? What does this look like to you? And everything they see is just monster, monster, monster. They're screaming at everything he's showing them, and when he looks at the book, the book says. Like it's like a like a it looks like a Scantron test, but it says I'm okay. You might be nuts. <laughs> I don't funny. know. <laughs> I don't know who did that. I don't know who was in charge of that gag, but that's fucking funny. Um, yeah,
1: the boys are tanking the Rorschach test. Yeah, and where am I at on my sheet? Tommy returns to the power chamber. And King Mondo has found the stone, yeah. so they're like launch the Red Battlesword.
0: Yeah, this. Sto- yeah, this stone. Uh, like, um, Mr. Trueheart said that the stone like has spirits contained within it, and once this stone, or once this arrowhead and stone meet, those like if the full potential of the arrowhead will unlock.
1: Yeah, I mean, like. The stone that they find has a arrowhead-sized hole in it. <laughs> it does. It's like a key.
0: Yeah, he just slaps it in there. Starts glowing purple. Then he shoots it with lightning. You know. So I think we, when we're this, doing some Power Ranger shit. When this Red Battle zord gets launched, this is the
1: shot from O Ranger, which I don't know if we've covered because I can't remember uh, where the Battle Zord goes and it like shoots a bunch of fire down on them. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me. Yeah, I think this is it. Because at this point, Tommy kind of ejects and he gets his arrowhead back, and the ancient powers leave Mondo.
0: Yeah, this is where he like fires the star beam down on the Mondo, which is yes, yes, pretty cool.
1: So the Atokthon is rampaging and he fights the Rangers. Tanya does a really impressive ZO two kick, and then the team together do the five super kicks.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, where, they, where they each do their their ancient symbol in the background as they spin, yeah, yeah, <laughs> attack the, the and then spin, become one kick. orb. Yeah. Well,
1: at this point, Clank and Orbis make the monster big, mm. and the Zeozords are launched, and the real big boy battle begins. Yeah. Sorry, I watched Big Mouth season three this week. Oh, I I still haven't cracked
0: the seal on that one yet. Yeah. Start it. Did you watch the
1: Valentine's Day episode?
0: I've, well, I've watched nothing of season three. Well, the Valentine's
1: just... the Valentine's Day episode dropped in February.
0: Oh, I had no idea. Okay. I need to watch that. Because I've so, seen all of season one and season two, but I have then not. Then start
1: at seen... season three, episode one. If you okay. hadn't, if you'd already watched the Valentine's Day special, mm-hmm. like, you could skip right to season, episode two. Okay. Oh, um, yeah. So,
0: so I'll just start from the beginning.
1: Yep. Clank and Orbis do their their big monster thing, which I mean, I don't understand how their machine power works on this ancient evil, but it's okay. Um Just juicing it. <laughs> yeah. The me- the Megazord gets covered in silly string. Yeah. And the red battlezord is brought in.
0: Yeah, yeah. Some with tra- like some traditional uh some traditional kaiju spider powers.
1: Yes, and my notes say a Gatling gun to stun him, and the Z-Omega battlesword brings the heat. Okay. That is what my (laughs) notes say for this battle.
0: Yeah, because it's just Tanya throws on... The Vulcan head. The Vulcan head. Throws on the Vulcan head, lights him up, then they do the combination. Then they fire everything on him. Destroy him. He's done. They go. We uh, jump to. We just jump to the youth center. We traditional do, fashion,
1: where the guys are being evaluated for their and, junior police officer
0: status. Yeah, and it turns they, out they have in, monsters on the mind. Not that's all they can think about. And like he's and he's looking like he's upset with us. But we get some news. Yeah. In any other town, in the world,
1: you would be kicked off the force. In Angel Grove, you're just fine. Enjoy being police
0: officers. Yeah, I don't think it. Like, I mean, just, uh, if if a police officer has like a, a a a um okay, if a police officer has like an incredible fear of crack. Right. (laughs) Like like a like like crazy fear of crack to the point where he's he's obsessive about it. Right. And don't want to see the crack, daddy. Yeah. Yeah. And if he's like. That doesn't mean that he's unfit for police work and everywhere. But. You know, 1980s Detroit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They wouldn't be like, oh, well, since you're here since you are so obsessed with crack you're going to fit you're going to fit right in on our war on drugs. Welcome to the you know, welcome to the force. I don't think like that I don't think that generally I don't think that equates to making them fit for the police force just because they think of monsters all the time. And, you know, Angel Grove has such a proclivity to monster attacks. I don't think that I just don't think the lines are there, you know what I mean? I just don't think the math adds up. <laughs> no, I think that maybe
1: they're not fit to be police officers. <laughs> no. Mostly because they're doing what dirty police officers do, and they're hiding, like, the main contraband of Angel Grove. That's true, monsters. they are like
0: crooked cops. They are like fucking crooked cops, because they, yeah, that's, you're absolutely right. They're They're housing monsters right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so
0: maybe they're not fit to be police officers (laughs) holy shit yeah that's good fucking point dan this that is like contraband that is contraband in angel grove you housing monsters fuck no you know what kind of fucking fine you'd get for that yeah you you facing some time too well housing fucking monsters (laughs) speaking of dirty
1: cops Tommy commits a ranger crime once again, revealing the identities of the other rangers to David. <laughs> yeah,
0: More nonchalant, like a
1: fucking cock. Not only did he go, I'm the red ranger, homie.
0: Yeah.
1: David came in and went, hey, are your friends power rangers too? Instead of going, hey, man, I can't tell you anything. Like, yeah. I, I'm going to get in a lot of trouble for telling you I was a ranger. Yeah. uh, Who the other rangers are should matter to you. is kind of the answer you should have had. Yeah. But instead he went, yeah, man.
0: (laughs) Yeah, isn't that cool? uh, That's the most infuriating thing about when he revealed himself. We didn't really talk about that. We kind of like, which is fine. But his whole reason for telling um, David that he was the Red Rangers, because David's like, no, you don't understand. I got to make sure my brother's safe. And he's like, your brother is safe. How do you know? him. Yeah, cause I, cause I be that boy, you know, like, like, it was, all you, you just are easy way. It was, you could,
1: just, it's you, all just Tommy being Mr. Easy way. Instead you of going, done,
0: don't worry. The Rangers have your brother. Went, we, we already, we picked him up before we got you. You could have said any number of things. You could have said any number of things. Cause you're a fucking power Ranger. You could have teleported him away. You could have done anything, anything at all. But instead, you saw your brother freaking out, and you're like, I'm going to show him I'm the Red Ranger. Cluck, cluck, pull off my fucking helmet. Just, just, Tommy, come on, dude. And yeah, at this, this one, there's absolutely no excuse for. David asked one thing, and you could have played it off any number of ways. Instead, you're just like, yup, you got it. (laughs) <laughs> We're all Power Rangers. Got it in one, baby. Look what are we, we gonna? Do? You should. You should be on, yeah. dude. Perfect. <laughs> what are we gonna do about this arrowhead? I don't know. It seems like it's too dangerous to keep together, and they like both grab their ends, and it magically splits again. Yeah. They're, like... So they're gonna hold on to it. So th- these are these are these are the keepers of the ancient evil, <laughs> man. These these. these this is what keeps the ancient horrors of the uncivilized world away from us. The formula to Coca-Cola is more well protected than
1: the ancient evils of Angel Grove.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's really fucking funny. It's really fucking funny. Like just God, you guys are some fucking doofuses. Oh, the episode ends with them deciding to hang out
1: more. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Thanks, Tommy. Yeah. Yeah. After all of the like redeeming, like writing for Tommy in the last three episodes, it's all just washed away with this one because it's terribly infuriating to watch the heralded leader, the greatest ranger
0: of all time, just commit ranger crime. Yeah. Now, just
1: to impress his brother.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Now this I was actually thinking about this in our long in our long hiatus about you know Tommy's kind of had a rough go just from just from a um practicality standpoint because if you look at the characters the 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 roles he's meant to fit in like or the the shoes he's filling I should say in these series that are based off Super Sentai like going going back to Mighty Morphin Green Ranger. That was a character that Barry couldn't be on screen for for um plot significant reasons, you know? Yeah. He was trapped in a little ghost world, and anytime he left, he would age rapidly. So Barry just couldn't be around cuz of that. So Tommy has to, they have to, this is back in Mighty Morphin, they have to deal with the limitations they have, this is a brand new thing to them, they're figuring stuff out, and like, so the Green Ranger stuff is limited, it's not that cool, because it's limited, and they don't know what to do with it. Okay, next season, he fills the shoes of a little problematic boy, Yeah, who also isn't around that much, if you look at the, you know... If you look at the layout, like, for Ko, like, it's the whole series, he's not in there that much. Not not nearly as much as the rest. And his most significant um, storyline dealing with his mother is, you know, obviously can't be used in any shape or form. And then yeah. the best part of him, which is his brother, the better Ko, dying, can't be used either, you know? So it's like... I. It's tough. It's tough. And then season three, they have nothing. You know, like the closest season, they could get. Season could, three is probably the best version of him, though, too. Yeah. Because season they just three, wrote they, a character. Yeah. They have nothing for him. So they just go. They just kind of go. And that's fine. And it worked out all right. And we, yeah. Okay with season three, Tommy. We were saying that there was actually, we were getting kind of um, thirsty for Tommy towards the end there because there was like less and less to do with him. Mm-hmm and uh, and that kind of carried on to you, but um, yeah, yeah, like I mean who who like if they stuck with the formula and they brought the kaku Ranger suits over or something like that, or at least one of them for the Uber or something like that, in Kaku Ranger's case, there's is an Uber, it's just ninja man, you know, like his closest just going by color, he would have Tsuruhime. again, another character that he can't you know they can't they can't use any aspect of to kind of translate into a Power Rangers story. So, finally... Uh, honestly, I think that he would have been a good Sasuke,
1: because Sasuke was kind of a fuck-up. Like, yeah. he was good when it came to be in the battle, but...
0: Yeah, like, yeah. Like, that's, that's uh, As that's a person, a he's point. kind of a fuck-up. That's a fair point. Like, if they had an episode where... Would Sasuke have an episode fucking running across the whole fucking town, getting his fucking arm and leg chewed up, and then finally, at the end, wielding Daddy's sword? Like... Yeah, I could that could have easily fit for Tommy just just like I think Tommy is probably at his best when he's in peril, like severe peril and getting the shit kicked out of him. Because look, yeah, at it's kind look of at a... the best Tommy episodes, right? They're all to do with Tommy, like <laughs> at risk of dying. Yeah, like him fighting Goldar and shit for the coins and stuff like that, you know? Like that's the best Tommy shit. So that would have worked real well if they did a Sasuke kind of thing where they had him. If they brought over that sword, if they had him fucking wield the the Shogun Megazord sword, like and all that through some you know, you know, uh, Ninjetti man. Anything's possible, right? Yeah, yeah. Anything's fucking possible. You don't need to explain it. It's Ninjetti. They said it from the beginning. Anything is possible with it. So if we had a big chase sequence like episode of tommy getting his shit kicked in trying to protect a little kid or someone some you know something and at the end he wields the shogun's uh sword like holy fuck that would have been hype anyway my point is now we're in whoa territory where we have o-rangers and we have the role that tommy fits is now a character that is at the forefront most prominent and most competent out of the whole team. They got a lot here. Honestly. And,
1: <laughs> honestly. The most competent leader that we've seen in our run
0: of Sentai. <laughs> yeah. We got it front and center. This is great. Tommy has an easy ride here. Let's fly him into fucking high wires. <laughs> <You> yeah, <know? laughs> like, like, but they just book him as the fucking worst, man. I don't get it. I don't get it. So I'm, this is kind of like my Tommy apologist kind of bit right here uh right now because i don't get that because i was just going over it in my head and i was like okay the past three characters that he could have filled you know or the past two characters he could have filled uh they didn't give him a lot of room to shine you know they just characters that weren't prominent in the shows and now here we are the leader like you said the most competent character we've had in our run of uh being a podcast and he he handles everything. You know, he handles everything. This dude's on it. This dude's an incredible leader. And they've been booking Tommy like the opposite end of the spectrum. Flying into power lines. Uh can Not able to keep his mind in check. <laughs> not able to keep his mind in check. Just like and he doesn't even have the spirit of a dead man inside that machine that's fighting against him. So it's just all him. You know, <laughs> like it's just it's 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 all it's very interesting. But it does make me very, very excited for for uh, when we get into gold here. It does make yeah. me very excited for that, because I do remember a, a significant amount of details about the whole Gold Rush arc.
1: Yeah, man. It's almost time for a Gold Rush. Episode 22, Trust in Me. This one aired September 10th, 1996. Written by Al Winchell, directed by Terrence H. Winkless. Lieutenant Stone is looking for them boys mm-hmm. because Lieutenant Stone can pick a disguise out of anywhere,
0: but the yes. boys
1: are disguised as a hot dog salesman and his cart.
0: <laughs> now, boys, boys. So we see bulk in like the kind of like pinstripe apron, fake mustache, paper hat, selling hot dogs to kids, right? Yep. When he goes into the cart to pull out the hot dogs, we see a we see skull inside like contorted, like laying on top of hot dogs, yeah, leg like one foot up to his chin, the other ar- one arm behind his head, like just all kinds of like silly wienerville contortionism, and that's oh, I didn't mean it to be a pun like that but i don't know if you've ever seen wienerville but it's a very wienerville effect
1: yeah i've seen wienerville with mark summers in fact it's not mark, mark summers. summers mark it's summers a... wasn't
0: mark wiener mark wiener yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's the two Mar- the two uh cornerstone the two mark cornerstones of nickelodeon <laughs> in the 90s Yeah, uh, wieners and summers double deer live is performing tonight at the smith center i saw that man. with mark summers that's awesome as shit. But, well, yes, he reaches in to get the hot dog, gives it a kid. Yes, you know, they're just going on trying to keep low-key. Why didn't you just be two hot dog vendors, boys? Because just... <laughs> he didn't think Skull could pull that one off. I guess not. He thought
1: that Lieutenant Stone would be able to hear the, ha <laughs> that Skull does.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, martial arts expo is going on inside of the youth center. Yes. We have a whole like d- we have a whole um, gathering going on. I imagine it's we got people in different colored geese and stuff like that. So I imagine it's a a um, exhibition for different uh, schools and dojos and stuff like that. The one on the mat right now, we have a girl surrounded by three dudes, three uh, three cog slash putty slash tengu actors, <laughs> and we know. Which side we're supposed to root for?
1: Because the young lady is wearing a white gi, and the three cogs are wearing blackies. They're yeah. not cogs; they're people, but they're gen- they're usually cogs. We know who they are. <laughs> and she defends off all three fighters at at
0: once, and everyone and applauds. Rocky's kind of like, oh well, wow. she's yeah. you know she's she's cool, you know she, he's she likes he's, he's same, already she yeah.
1: likes the same thing I like. That means oh. we're married.
0: <laughs> yeah. wonder if she likes big gulps and nachos too so she stands back after she bows she stands back and like tanya's like she's impressive the girl picks up a a a folding cane that she extends ties and then she starts tapping the floor and then who says it someone says it really kind of like jesus Was it Rocky? It must have been Rocky.
1: They go, oh, she's blind. And Rocky goes, I gotta meet her. I gotta (laughs) go. (laughs) Uh, The three meet Penny, and she immediately is like, I will give Rocky... Are you talking to me because I'm blind? I will Uh, give
0: Rocky a little bit of credit here because I think she is giving him too stiff of a breeze here.
1: I felt the same way. I felt like Rocky was like, yeah, definitely I need to get over there and I need to shove something in a wet spot. And she, but he approached it in a way like, hi, my name's Rocky. Decency.
0: Yeah, normal.
1: And she went, get that dirty dick of yours away from me. I can smell how hard it is from here. I definitely can't see it. But you know what? I'm blind, and I can smell your dick,
0: and it needs to get away from me. Yeah, and Rocky, he's just left with his dick in his hand. Yeah. He doesn't know what to do. She walks off. Let's be clear. His dick's not in his (laughs) hand. He's in public yeah he's in public, yeah but he's he's very confused because like 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 we said he he didn't come off he didn't come off like brusque there, you know, he didn't come no. off rude or anything, he just maybe maybe he said something that could be like construed, but it was very general yes and 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 rocky because all he said to her was like, How'd you learn to do that, you know Mm-hmm. and she says oh you mean cuz i'm fucking blind white man i don't know if you're white you sound white you know, like, you, know, you know like she just she just bites his fucking head off and he's like no i just meant like like literally who taught you you know cuz you're good you know and she's like get the fuck out of my way you know, you fucking incel you know in space
1: <laughs> King Mondo is so mad about the junk bots. And Orbis and Clank are like, but we made a zombie bot from junk parts. His name's Defector. But he's actually the dopest dude ever. Borrowed Revenger from O-Ranger.
0: Yeah, yeah. So this is a little bit of a... It's it's a little bit of a sadness because this is one of my favorite episodes of O-Ranger so far. You know, and they can't do that, obviously. They can't do that in Power Rangers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Not so much like the 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 plot, the idea, you know, to have someone that's actually a sympathetic you know robot that wants revenge on Mondo. Not that they couldn't do that, but that goddamn ending in O-Ranger could not be on children's television. <laughs> yeah, they couldn't do that death in silence, and there was a lot of u g in that one. Yeah, you you just—yeah, exactly, there was a lot of u g in that, so I understand why they couldn't do it. But I will say, they salvaged this episode, or they salvaged what they could— and they made a very. I thought this episode was fairly entertaining. There's a lot of good bits in it.
1: Yes, there is a bit that I'm a little like weird about, but overall, like the story parts of the episode were very good. Uh, yeah, so... I'm gonna run through a little bit of the episode a little bit quickly. Mm-hmm. The robot's summoned by King Mondo, and he's told to go down and show the Rangers that he's good, and then kill them. Cool. Yeah. Uh, they get rid of the whole "I hate you" story arc. Uh. Mm-hmm. Rocky meets Penny in the park. Talks about how he didn't mean to offend. He just wanted to be nice. And Penny's reading to children, and uh, Rocky's she getting does, a little she... butt hurt about her not liking him.
0: <laughs> yeah, she yeah she does it. She does this thing with a kid where where they're like, because the kids are like, how can you do that? And, you know, when you're blind, how do you get around like that? And It's like, well, even though I'm blind, you know, there's other things I still have. Come here, and you know, has a kid sit on her on her knee, and she's like. Alright, tell you one thing, you had peanut butter and jelly. You're like, Yeah. You go and then she like puts her hand to his like face and she feels his chin with her thumb. It's like, You got a scar. Rollerblading? He's like, Yeah. And all the kids are like, whoa, you know, and Rocky's just looking on like he's really getting the uh the unicorn <laughs> syndrome going. <laughs> yeah. And I need me a blind woman. And
1: Mama Catherine comes in and she goes She doesn't like you because you feel sorry for her. Treat her like a fucking person.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Rocky gets hard eyes at this point. Yeah. And. Lieutenant Stone's at the park, too, and he's looking for Bulk and Skull, who are doing a wonderful job as street performers. The metallic statues. Yeah,
1: they are just being statues. And as soon as Stone gets away, Penny turns to Bulk and Skull and goes, he's gone. You can yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rocky comes to the park to flirt with Penny, and she starts feeling it a little bit. And she asks Rocky to walk
0: her to the bus stop. Yeah, Rocky does a good job here. He's he he, he like he he clears the air. You know, he's really sorry about yesterday. He's all I understand. It, it it must be really hard. You know, and you know I don't have any perspective on that. He doesn't say that, but he's that's what he's trying to do in his Rocky mind. Yeah. <laughs> And he he, he says, thank you. I appreciate you apologizing. And he says, you're really good with those kids, too. You know, like in in saying that, like, she goes on to say that, yeah, she likes working with kids. She wants to be an inspiration to blind kids and let them know they can lead a a normal life and all that. And and Rocky's listening is being attentive. And she says, you know what, Rocky, you want to fucking walk me? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he, like, grabs her grabs her hand, puts in the hook of his elbow, or the, the notch of his elbow, and, and they start walking. While Lieutenant Stone is still looking for the statues, or still looking for Vulcan Bulk, Bulk Skull, now, who are being peed on by a dog.
1: Yes, and we see Stone in the background, and Balkan Skull are screaming as statues, and Stone still doesn't know.
0: Yeah, we, this, the whole... The whole point of this plot is that Stone has no awareness. Yeah, that Stone is in charge of the junior police
1: force because he's not able to be in charge of the police force.
0: Yeah, yeah. the the little girl that was looking for her dog comes by, the dog that just pissed on him. Comes up, she asks, have you seen my dog? And they are like, yeah, it went that way. <laughs> yes. Now this part made me... This part, like, the, the very next part here. They're at the... They're at some, like, it looks like they're, like, outside the library or something like that. Yes. But Rocky hears a noise, which is, which, which, um, oh, what's her name? Jesus. Well, the first thing is, is that the communicator
1: goes off. Yeah. And he sits Penny down,
0: and he goes around
1: the corner to talk to Zordon, and he whisper yeah, yeah. talks
0: to Zordon. Yeah, he says, uh, there's, a, there's a seat right here. I'm just going to go check on that noise.
1: And this... for the first time ever... Yeah, somebody exactly. whisper morphs because
0: they know that a deaf per a blind person can hear them. <laughs> yeah, like I just thought this was groundbreaking. We've never ever ever had someone with this much tact in in the public morphing. Yeah. Like yes, she has heightened hearing because, you know, you know, that's this whole thing, she's blind, so her other senses, she relies on them, so they're finely tuned and all that. So he busts out the morph real quietly. Says, it's morphing time. Like, what the fuck? This whole time, this whole goddamn time of screaming in hallways, in public areas, <laughs> screaming at carnivals, just screaming at the most. um Screaming when surrounded. Around, yeah, just the most populated places you can imagine. Just screaming, it's morphing time. And the first person to actually show (laughs) some delicacy with this is fucking Rocky. Yeah. Dumb, dumb Rocky. Good on you, bud. Good on you.
1: So Rocky goes to track the noise and Defector is surrounded by rangers. And he's like, I don't want to fight. I don't want to fight, please. And no one believes him. And they give chase. Penny comes down the stairs
0: and she talks to Rocky. It's and. really cool. It's a really cool little bit here. I like this a lot because he's morphed. You know, she's literally standing in front of them and, or in sta- standing in front of the Rangers and she hears Rocky's voice. Yes. And, and, and he's like, oh shit, you know, but he, he's like, you tell you like panics for a second and he's like, all right, well, she can't see, so it's okay. So. I thought they were going to play up this more where she was going to be like who's with you? Oh, it's the Power Rangers, what she says. But then she says, I thought I heard Tommy. You know, I thought something like that would happen, you know? Yeah. Or I thought I thought I heard Tanya. I thought she was going to figure
1: out their identities by their voices, which is the part that like upset me because she heard Tanya speak.
0: She yeah, heard yeah. Catherine That's, speak. That would have been really really good if she was like, no, I know Tanya's there. I heard her, you know. Yeah. Like like that would have been that would have been brilliant but it's still cool that she was like she hears rocky's voice and was like rocky what are you doing and he has to go oh shit and he powers down because he now knows that he's out of the fight yeah
1: well across the street we see defector save a dog and that dog from earlier yeah the dog from earlier and he's good yeah. Tommy's still suspicious. He's just giving off real Goro vibes. Yeah. <laughs> Catherine thinks that they can use him for intel.
0: And um, Zordon's like, uh,
1: well, Cogs are attacking him.
0: Yeah, it's like, oh, he's out in the quarry right now getting his shit pushed in, getting lynched by a bunch of Cogs. So Rock, Rocky's currently the closest, so he's sent in Solo to help. Mm-hmm. And we basically get a... Abridged slash... Mm.
1: Well, they don't use... They don't show off the device to make yeah. him evil. Yeah. Uh, Mondo shows up, he does his crown blast, there's a lot of attacks, and then Defector just turns on the rangers. We don't see uh, Orbis and Clank come in and use a device to make him evil to blow off the side of his face. Like it's that's still, all just yeah, done yeah. without us knowing.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, and we we still though we still get a decent uh rocky moment though out of it, even without the whole even out without the whole big and dramatic thing that happened with Yuji having to kill this, you know, uh Barra Revenger who was who's doing this um against his will and all that, since we didn't have that whole punch we still had Rocky being betrayed by someone he thought was on their side, and yeah. act and acting thusly. So you know it still works, and we have we have him doing his moves with the uh, the blade, the uh, the tonfa blades, and all that stuff. Yeah, and then he does the, uh,
1: his super power punch, his tonfa attack, and then the defender wheel
0: thing. And th- yeah, and then Rocky gets in the defender wheel, saying that he's the one that's going to do this because he's the one. Uh, or what's his reasoning here? He's like, I'm the one that should do this because I got us into this mess. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, that's, you know, uh, but yeah, I, I got us in this mess. I'm gonna get us out. Yeah, gets in a defender wheel, powers up, runs through him. Mondo berates
1: Clank for failing him. That's kind of the whole thing at in
0: space, but yeah. at the juice bar, Rocky and Penny are sharing a meat Paints looking great by the way. I just got to say. And then, then the, the last the last scene here with the stri- her hair is like full and she's got like the striped shirt and, she, and Rocky's walking around. She's looking good. Tell you who else is looking good. Stone's dates. <laughs> yeah, Stone is flirting with some
1: ladies, some
0: gals.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. And uh Penny says something about the rangers saving her, and of course they have to take a chance to
0: brag about how cool they are. It was it was pretty funny, because Adam's like, Adam in his very kind of deadpan, monotone ways, oh, what about that green one? <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 <laughs> it's really fucking, it, it, it popped me pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> <He's a>
1: p- <laughs> that green one with the square face, yeah mm-hmm. he's a, yeah,
0: he's a pink, what about green? Yeah, it's, just like it's and it really responds good. with what's green
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, <laughs> when uh Lieutenant Stone is desperately trying to fuck these two ladies, skull's just done with it, and he goes, Hey, lieutenant. It's us, and he pulls the wigs off, and it's
0: bulk and skull and drag. Yeah, they get a fucking awesome getaway, because Stone starts having the the gay panic. All he can
1: can do, because he's so embarrassed that he wanted to fuck the two people that he thinks are the dumbest people in the world.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, just be violent. You know how frustrating it is to be that angry while that hard? Yeah. (laughs) Like he's this dude is thrown this dude's being pulled in every which way, he's at this table. He's thinking he was about to get it in with two, two honeys, and turns out it's his proteges, it's his deputies. Bulk and Skull the whole time, and now he's just so angry and yeah. so fucking hormonal, and he has no idea what to do. He chases after them. They run across the bleachers. It's a great shot because Bulk goes around the bleachers. Skull goes over the steps and Skull jumps and, like, kind of like Superman's and Bolt catches him and just keeps going without missing a beat. Like, it's really fucking good. And that's well, where the episode ends. That's best friend tactics. That's best friend tactics. That's exactly right. Like, that's...
1: those are the kind of kids that they sat up watching Spawn on HBO <laughs> late at night. Yeah. Talking about what they would do in every situation and. Mm-hmm they both just know instinctively what the other one's going to do and how they need to react in each situation that, that,
0: that's years of friendship you're absolutely right this year's of friendship you're just in sync like that yeah you can
1: never be better friends than bulk and skull well that's so true. true that's true that's yeah. true and um You know, this is Halloween week, so I think that after the break, we're going to come back and get a little bit spooky. Spooky. (laughs) (laughs) Episode 23, (laughs) it came from Angel Grove. It aired September 11th, 1996, written by Joseph Kerr, directed by Robert Radler.
0: Yeah, buddy. Yeah. This is This This, this is, is a,
1: RVD right here. It's the whole
0: damn show. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. This is what I'm talking about because we we just get every uh I don't know. Just everything's just fucking ticking the boxes. We're we're in a nighttime scene, you know. We're at we're at Angel Grove High. We're at Angel Grove High past school hours. It's late. Tanya and Adam are studying. Uh Tanya is falling asleep. Where she sits, she's had enough. She taps out. Adam says he's going to stay behind, and he's going to really, he's going to really, really, I was going to say crank down, but that's the wrong. No, no. Like, he's going to really. <laughs> he's going to cram hard. He's going to cram hard because he wants to ace this test tomorrow. Yes. She says, go on without me. I'll see you tomorrow. She says, okay. And she leaves. Now we have Adam by himself studying in in the dimly lit corridors of Before Angel World Before we
1: get there. Bulk and Skull are sleep-standing because they're on night control, night patrol. And when Tanya leaves, they're like, can we walk you home, girl? It's a full moon and a storm. Tanya's like, yeah. I got this. I got yeah. this. And they're like, no, we should walk you home. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's too dangerous out there for you.
0: Yeah, isn't there a thundercrack or something like that? Yeah. Like that happens and that really goes like, yeah, yeah, let's uh, Skull go. Skull jumps you? into Bulk's arms and then Tanya yeah. says,
1: Boys, I'll walk you home.
0: And yeah, sh- there they go. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's good. It's good stuff. Hours so, pass
1: in the school. Adam's yeah. still going strong.
0: It's around, I, th- I want to say it's around 10 o'clock. You know, real late for responsible teens. Yes.
1: And Adam decides he's got to watch the news. And 10 o'clock would make sense because that's a good news time. Yeah. <laughs> but instead of the news it's the public access monster movie marathon that Adam yep. Adam's a horror movie guy didn't know it but he is he, yeah. he says he loves these movies and instead of studying he just lays down on the couch
0: yeah take a little break take a little study break just yeah. just just chill out lie down see what's going on monster movie marathon and we get the we get a rundown of what happens when a vampire a werewolf and a witch team up to stop an evil dog, to stop a evil doctor and his evil bride, or something like that. But it's yeah. the bride of uh, bride of Hackensack. <laughs> well, Adam is so tired because it's
1: ten p.m. and he immediately <laughs> falls asleep watching the movie. Yeah, he conks out real fast. Yeah, when the black cat wakes Adam up, mm-hmm. he leads him through the hallways of the school where he encounters Rita and Zed.
0: "It's." Like what? Like this was, I. This is just cool, you know. This is real cool to see, and uh, uh, just you just totally unexpected. But there they are, full on Rita and Zed in in Angel Grove, and they kind of lay it out for Adam right now. What's yeah. going on? You need to go see a wizard to go uh take out the machine empire. Mm-hmm. They have taken over. You got no uh, Zeonizer either just letting you know yeah the the machine empire has conquered everything uh in order to stop them he must see the he must go see this wizard that's that's exactly right he's kind of sent on this quest and uh yeah is this the first episode we we've done uh since the uh the passing of mr axelrod uh
1: i don't think so i think we did one before this isn't the first episode with him in
0: it yeah 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 well, I was just going to say, it's really good to see Zed and Rita. It just is. Yeah. 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 Zed's and, uh, looking polished as fuck, by the way. Like, they... they, they, they The they, suit's uh, been in
1: mothballs for, for a little bit, so they needed to to work it out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they needed to work... In, all the meat, you know? <laughs> yeah, they needed to get the meat nice and wet.
0: They needed to <laughs>
1: polish up the, the chrome.
0: Yeah, they had some guys with some mallets on it for a while, you know, just getting that meat real real flexible. Um, so he's sent on a quest for a
1: sorcerer where, uh, Adam goes, why can't you just do it? And he goes, well, a being of good is the only person that can stand before the sorcerer. Mm-hmm.
0: So it needs to be you. And in order to, in order to approach the sorcerer, he requires like items, like, like, like in a video game quest. Yes. He needs the Cape of a
1: Vampire. The hair of a werewolf, the wrappings of a mummy, and a cat's eye mm-hmm, so when Adam starts on his quest, he opens up a door and enters a black and white movie
0: he does, yeah, really cool, really, really cool. walks Is straight it... into a monster bar, yeah, it's the juice bar, but it's all gothiced out yes there's there's a there's a fam- I was gonna say a familiar servant, but he's not familiar to us. But I mean familiar, like a vampire's familiar, familiar. Yeah. So yeah, a, a ghoul. There's a ghoul with a tray that offers uh, Adam some drinks, well, who he passes up. This is a. Uh, this is we first meet Timacula,
1: Tommy the Dracula.
0: <laughs> yeah, he approaches. He approaches the bar. And there is, yeah, there is a cape figure, and as you said, introduces himself as Tomacula. It is JDF Tom, putting Tom, on. Tommy the Dracula. <laughs> yeah. Putting on. Tommy the Dracula. <laughs> putting on a. Putting on a Eastern European heavy f-
1: accent. He's you know? trying to be like Bella Lugosi. Yeah. And, and... he. He's trying he's... to liquor up his next meal, so he orders a drink for Adam from the server, which is just a zombie Ernie.
0: Yeah, who raises up, which is really cool. Like he, like he, he's like face down on his little area, and yeah. he just lifts his head up. And he's all coming right up, master, and he goes over to get the fetch the. You know, since this is a, since this is a horror movie setting. In the 90s, all the drinks are constantly smoking. Yes. They're, they're, just get, just got, they're just bubbling. Got smoke coming off them, all that. Uh,
1: so essentially, drink- Tommy's plan for this encounter yeah. with human Adam yeah. is to get him incredibly shit-faced. So he and can then suck eat him. on him. <laughs> or, yeah. Yes, so he can eat him. Tomacula has been hanging out with Fangula, yeah, yes. quite a bit, yeah the yes. only difference between Tamacula and Fangula is that Tamacula likes to suck on kids.
0: <laughs> Timacula likes them aged up a little bit, yeah, he
1: likes' him his own size, yeah, <laughs> Timacula likes to know that he can overpower someone as big as him, yeah, and Fangula's looking for the cheap
0: bite yeah. A cheap bite. So, when this happens, when he, like, refuses to drink, Mondo appears in an apparition above the bar. Yeah. And the, the, like, different items, different decorations around the bar come to life as cogs. First off, Adam jumps down the, like, the three steps that lead from the upper bar down to, like, the, the, the floor of the, you know, the youth center, you know, where karate practices and whatnot would fucking happen yeah he jumps from there down to that section with this like insane like full um like this this full fully what what is the term thing like he he brings all his limbs in and just sideways flips down these stairs it is insane it's like, like, it's like, a, <laughs> like would it's they a, call that a half gainer Yeah, I guess it is kind of like a half... It's like a... It's a sideways half-gainer. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Like, it's a crazy, crazy fucking flip that that Adam just busts out. He fights the cogs. Tomacula watches this and uh, approaches the steps along with the rest of his thralls. And he says, quite impressive. You know, still being seductive... Being a seductive Dracula. Yeah. Adam rips his cape off and... In this kind of, like, moment of, uh, of a standstill. And at that point, Tomacula and the rest of his servants charge after Adam, who gets pushed back into the bar, but just then, a rope, seemingly falling from the heavens, comes down, like a fucking... Straight up video game style. Like, yeah. As soon as he completed his task, it was on to the next area. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and he he quickly climbs the ropes as, as the the vampires like pull at his feet and try to get to him and stuff like that. When he climbs to the top, he is now in a day for night shot <laughs> of, uh, of of the like woods. Angel, yeah, of the woods, and he's encountered a a uh, what what is his name? It's a familiar voice that's telling him a
1: werewolf is in the area, and Adam goes Rocky. What is going on? He goes, I don't know who Rocky is. I'm Lord Henry, the master of Henry Hall. That's right, yeah. (laughs) And then two wolves just come out of nowhere and chase the boys through a park, and they chase them across a river. And he's like, I'm glad we got rid of those werewolves. And Lord Henry turns around and says, those aren't werewolves. And then he looks up at the moon, sees it's a full moon, and becomes a weird Rocky werewolf that goes after Adam.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's really cool. I mean, it's just, it's it's all. This is all goof, really man. It's remember. the best kind of goof. Go ahead. I say this is all goof. It's the best kind of goof. This is very entertaining stuff. Like Rocky is sporting a hell of a werewolf pompadour. Like, like oh like, yeah, no, it's Teen Wolf style too. It, yeah, it's really, <laughs> it's really fucking funny. Uh, Adam manages to dodge him while while finding a bit of the discarded werewolf hair. Yeah, I can't really
1: remember what scares uh Rocky the werewolf off.
0: Well, but... Lute- like um I think what it is is that a uh, Rocky, uh werewolf Rocky hears the um I want to say this is what happens because it it happens right afterwards, but I think Rocky may hear the the oncoming officer stone while well, he's not He's not Lieutenant Stone right now. He's someone else. But Lieutenant Stone comes into the into the scene with a couple of bloodhounds. He introduces himself as the
1: Burgermeister. Yeah. <laughs> and he ends up sending Adam to a cave to meet a professor. Yeah. And Adam enters a cave made up to look like the mummy's tomb. Mm-hmm.
0: The professor is Skull. Yes, it is. I was thinking, I, I was gonna, I was, I was, I, uh, I thought there may have been a little line there. I was fully expecting uh, Stone to say that his dog's names were Bulk and Skull. I was expecting Bulk and Skull to be on the ground on their hands and knees
1: in <laughs> <laughs> the and, butt and Gimp gear. <laughs> Professor Stone, uh, Professor Skull, yeah, tells Adam that the mummy is King Bulk Hotep. We're
0: coming full circle now with the Abbott and Costello shit. Yes, and the mummy. Excuse me. <laughs> there, we do, I will say, um, or I do want to give a little shout out to the uh, writing, who, uh, because um, Adam fully expected this professor to be Billy. Yeah, so did I. He, he said it, like he says it, he's like, oh, that's, then that's got to be Billy. I got to go see him. Yep. When it turns out to be Skull, he's obviously a little thrown back by this, but Skull, uh, Professor Skull goes on about the, the, uh, the immortal spell, you know, with Prince Bulkan and Hotep, yes. and how he's going to unlock the secrets of
1: it. Yes, the mummy emerges from his uh, sarcophagus, but he's super wrapped, but unwrapped yes. enough to chase Adam. Yeah. Adam's able to, like, <laughs> grab the wrappings and unwrap him and push him back into the sarcophagus and yes. go on to his next task.
0: Yeah, there's a little t- <laughs> there's a little chase around the campfire uh chasing Skull and Adam in circles around it. Adam grabs uh Adam grabs a nearby torch and there's this real funny fucking scene where even though he's all wrapped up and it feels like this was ad-libbed, Bolt kicks the torch out of Adam's hand and that's when he grabs the that's when he grabs the wrapping and just spins him until he's in a diaper. Yeah locks him back in a sarcophagi, as you said, and runs into the next level. Where in
1: the next level, William and Alpha are William von Hackensack and Igor, which yeah. is uh Billy dressed up as a doctor and Alpha with one big eye over his like vision area. Oh, I think he has, like, three. Oh, he's probably got eyes all over it.
0: Yeah, he's got, like, so where the little, yeah, the, where the little, like, optic sensor would be, he has three googly eyes, like, across it, and a little, like, kind of patch that goes over it, and he goes, yes, master, you know, does the traditional Igor stuff. He's got a hump. Of course he's got a hump. Yeah. He's wandering around, and they're trying to bring this specimen to life that's on this slab. Uh the Frankenbride, played by Tanya. Yeah. <laughs> she does, yeah, she does the, the the Bride of Frankenstein stuff with the screeching and the, all that, you know, like her wild hair and stuff. And God, man, this must have been a good time. I mean, maybe it was a little tedious to be in the makeup chair, but it, this must have been a good time.
1: And They knew they were going to shoot it in black and white, so they know they didn't have to do too
0: much. That's true, that's true.
1: Um... They're pretty much immediately teleported away by the witch Valencia, played by Catherine, who was the black cat that woke up Adam, and she has a cat's eye necklace. Adam just grabs that shit right off (laughs) of (laughs) her.
0: Yeah, because they they get so there's like you know there's all kinds of mad scientist shit around them, right? And there's like these two big Tesla coils Mm -hmm. that shoot at the doctor, his bride, and his assistant. And like, yeah, they get turned to skeletons and then they disappear, and that's when uh, the witch appears, uh, as you said. Yeah, yes. the cat's eye. I was wondering how they're gonna do this because I was like, you mean like you need to you need to take that cat, cat? You need to take that cat's eye. You need to take the, the eyeball out of that fucking cat's head. But no, it's just like a it's just a Egyptian the Imagine Egyptian <laughs> a scene of Adam just chasing that black cat with a spoon. Yeah, was like I'm gonna get that shit just yeah you know the final the final arc the final <laughs> arc of this episode we just have adam plucking the fucking eyeball out of a cat's head <laughs> yeah. that's all spooning it out as you as as you decided no <laughs> but it's no it's a necklace with the um the egyptian eye of Ra. you know like on it and he yoinks that off her off the neck of the witch and she melts of course she melts so now it's to the wizard. He's instantly teleported there, and it's just a command center, and it's Zordon, but he's red, and there's fire shooting up all around him. So and he's it...
1: like a mixture of uh the wizard mm. from Wizard of Oz and, and Gozer, the Gozerian. A bit, yeah. So... When Zordon shows up as Zorka as Zordonicus and does his big Wizard
0: of Oz thing, he forces choose your champion. Like choose your like your like you said with the Gozer, where how you have to choose your destructor. Yeah, he wants him to choose his fighter. Like who's going to fight? And and Adams really good. like he doesn't want to send any of his friends who are all behind him in, like stasis. And the tubes that usually contain the suits of the rangers are instead filled with the bodies of the rangers. Yes. And he has to choose one for this. He can't decide. And then he says, mistake, uh, foolishly out loud, I, I guess you could say foolishly, but he says out loud, what would Tommy do in this situation? And Zardonicus is like, ah, Tommy, an excellent choice. Yes. And then we get some clever use of footage that we can't normally use. I was actually very
1: surprised that they used this Baradrill drill footage from episode 1 of O Ranger.
0: Yeah. See, have... I was I was wondering where this like I knew he would be in it because he had a toy, right? Yeah. He he had a toy in the Zeo line, so I was like, okay, he's got to be somewhere, but that was the first episode. How are they going to do this? And this was this was clever. I thought this was a good use of it. It's like you put it in some something where anything you know, like where the context doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter what the, the story is. How he got there? Why is he fighting him alone? So on and so forth. It's just it's, it's it's just a you know, it's a whole fantasy thing. So it works. He fights. We get the whole um, Bara Drill fight with the cool down the down smash. You know,
1: yeah, the like. like the-
0: him solo shooting
1: down a Quadrifighter out of the
0: sky. Yeah. Uh, doing doing the, um, as I was trying to reference, he's kind of like doing Link's uh, down spike in Smash Brothers. Yeah. Where he comes flying down with a sword on the top of Baradrill. It's a very strong Tommy moment because it does all the things that happens to Goro in that first episode, which is just Goro looking like the thickest dick to have ever walked the earth.
1: Yes. And I forgot how cool that was, like,
0: yeah. It wasn't really genuinely.
1: It's popped out of my skull. Yeah, yeah. The the like cat of eye. Goro. Yes. Yeah. Like <laughs> it. It was like Power Rangers spooned out that incredible <laughs> O Ranger information
0: from my brain. It's like I was. It was like I was an innocent animal, and Saban just yoinked my eyeball out of my head. <laughs> well, turns out Zordonicus was just a Mondo trap. Yeah, and all the fucking suit, like, all a bunch of monsters just appear around Adam and charge him and overwhelm him. And just as he thinks he's about to be pulled limb from limb by these machine hands, he comes to, and all his friends are shaking him, he's still inside Angel Grove High.
1: Yeah, he tells the rangers a little bit about their dream. The cat's there, and uh, Bulk and Skull have been chasing that cat for some reason. Yeah, The the Monster Movie Marathon is about to replay because Adam slept through an entire day of programming. (laughs) Yeah, he did. And it turns out Catherine loves old horror movies, too, because they all want to watch and make a day of it. And uh, Adam's like, you know what? I'm good on horror movies for a little bit. Mm -hmm. I almost got sucked by Temacula.
0: (laughs) Yeah oh tomacula man tomacula is everything to me (laughs) i want like i think when we first saw this episode coming up and then we we watched it on our own time and then briefly talked about it the first thing i i wanted was desperately somehow some way for tomacula to make a return appearance so we could title it "Return of Tomacula." <laughs> Return of Tomac? <laughs> yeah, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a stupid enough name that just pops me just right, you know? Yeah, it's perfect. Tomacula
1: is great. I don't give a shit what anyone says. I don't know, care who you know. <laughs> you and- talking
0: about your Tommy Green Rangers? You talking about your Tommy? fucking white rangers your tommy zeo reds your tommy dino thunder black fuck that fuck that noise why doesn't a master morpher turn him into macula
1: right yeah
0: you that's what catch, we want
1: you can catch me at power Morphicon 2021 cosplaying to mac <laughs> yeah. understand
0: best version of tommy handsome yes. yes for sure
1: That I don't know how to end the episode other than Happy Halloween, right? Yeah, Happy Halloween. I hope that you enjoyed our final episode. Maybe if you didn't even enjoy the first two. (laughs)
0: Yeah, (laughs) that's fine.
1: That's very fine. Thank you so much for listening to our show, for watching Power Rangers and sitting here in a sweaty room living sweaty lifestyles with us. We appreciate yeah. it, and you. I haven't done an outro in a long time.
0: <laughs> all right, we got it.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the show. We bring you new episodes every Monday and Thursday <laughs> on your favorite podcatcher, and we're on all of them, so go get <laughs> you some. If you like the show a lot and you want to support us financially, you can head over to com slash powerplaythrough where you can get all 30 episodes of our VR Trooper series and several episodes of our Big Bad Beetleborg series, which is continuing steadily, no matter how much <laughs> it feels like a dredge through the world of monsters and monster loving and you know, sometimes a sexual attraction to monsters that I don't understand.
0: But it's just our generation.
1: It is just our generation. Just like why does it why is that making me feel like a limp biscuit song? Like I feel like it makes me want to listen to my way or the highway.
0: That's what I heard too. Yeah. That that came to my mind as well. I was just about to do a Fred Durst impersonation of him singing that. So I don't know. There's some there's something there's something going on. There's something bigger than us happening here.
1: <laughs> Something's in the air. And yep. it's it's limp. <laughs> Ugh. That was sweaty. Don't listen to Limp Bizkit unless you want to. Their cover of Faith may be better than George Michael's original version, but you can head over to Rainer.Bandcamp.com and go get yourself a digital download of our theme song because those boys made it for us. While you're there, go get yourself an album called Disasters. Go get yourself an album called In Circles, and go get yourself another album that Freddie will say the name of right now. Scenery.
0: Scenery. (laughs) <laughs> yes, Freddie said it. Right after I said it. There was not I said any it right hesitation. Right after you said it. Right after you said it, I did. <laughs> and we have some social media that we
1: don't use very well. But we have it. Twitter is at P Playthrough, so is Facebook. But I'm gonna let you know we only answer messages mm-hmm. and we redirect the Instagram, which we rarely post at. I'll be posting some stuff on there with him in Japan if I run into Toku cool shit. Bryn doesn't know it, but we are definitely going back to the Toei Museum so that I can touch a Ryu Soldier outfit. Nice. She doesn't know it, but she gonna. That's gotta be fun. Yeah, because I have to go to a lot of things that I didn't sign up for. <laughs> uh, that's everything. We love you so much. Not 3,000. We don't love you 3,000, okay? Iron Man, he loves you 3,000.
0: Let's respect the dead for once.
1: Yeah. May it's the power just... protect you and the dead here on Halloween. Say what you're going to say.
0: It's, it's, I don't know. Just just spooky music here. Just fill this with spooky music.
1: Okay. For sure. No Rainer
0: yeah. outro. No Rainer outro. Not this time. It was all...